G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. We've been talking a lot about the G20. Well, the eyes of the world are going to be on Brisbane when the world's leaders arrive for the G20 summit during this month of November. And local Christians are preparing to make the most of being in the spotlight. So while the Queensland government will be doing all it can to shine a light on Australia's tourism uh, with so many wonderful attractions in Queensland, the churches in Brisbane are banding together to shine the light on a very important issue. That is tax dodging and corruption in the interests of the world's poor. Well, there are some significant and creative events that are going on in Brisbane in the lead-up to the G20. And to talk about one of those, let's talk with John Beckett, the National Coordinator of MICA Challenge Australia. Hello, John. Welcome to 2020. Hi, Neil. Good to be here. John, let me just start by talking about one of the really creative things that you guys are doing to draw attention to issues of tax dodging and corruption. You're actually going to have people turning up in the centre of the Brisbane CBD and creating the world's biggest mock tax haven. What's it going to look like? Yeah, hopefully hundreds of people gathering together and uh, we're going to pull out our mocktails and dress in our suits and maybe suits on the top and party on the bottom, some board shorts on the bottom or something like that. And, uh, yeah, we'll set up some palm trees and some deck chairs and, and essentially just try to draw attention to this being a tax haven. As you would know, um, most of the t- a lot of the tax havens in the world are in, in uh, you know, islands in the Caribbean, etc. So it's a it's an image that will evoke um, you know excitement and interest in in the media, and that's just an opportunity for us to highlight the um, yeah the size of the issue for developing nations in particular, and the way that multinationals are pulling funds out of these developing nations, and how that's costing the poorest people in the poorest communities in the world. Okay, tax havens, corruption, the G20, which is a huge world economic forum. Tell me about the extent of the problem of tax dodging and of corruption in these poorer countries. Oh, it's a huge problem, and the size of the problem is it comes out in the reality that this is an issue that has been brought onto the agenda by the world's leaders. They will be dealing with this issue of tax evasion, tax dodging by multinational companies because it's costing the world's largest economies billions of dollars each year. It's costing Australia billions of dollars each year. But I guess the the danger is when you get the most powerful people in the world sitting around a table that they make decisions that are in the interests of the most powerful people in the world. It makes sense that they've all got shared interests and shared concerns. But what we're concerned about is that then the, the poorest people who don't have a seat at that table, uh, their voice is missed out. And you know, very conservative estimates suggest that 
developing nations are losing more than $160 billion each year from corporate tax dodging, and, and it's likely much, much more than that. And that's money that rightfully belongs to the citizens of those countries, and it's money that should be and could be being used to provide essential services to the citizens of those nations, like health care and edu- education, infrastructure, water, etc. And, and those are things that could be helping lift people out of poverty. Okay, $160 billion a year. And is this because there are international tax loopholes uh, that it's really corporations uh, taking advantage of uh, to feather their own nests? Yeah, that's right. It really is a case of the rich getting richer while the poor miss out. And um, it's all of this happens really under a veil of secrecy. And so the big issue is that we don't know where the money is moving. Uh, there's mechanisms and you know, all sorts of complex mechanisms set up by accountants and lawyers to, to shift profits out of the country where the economic activity happens into these tax havens where it can be hidden away from anyone's sight. And so the solutions that we're suggesting are really about uh, promoting transparency in the global financial system. Um, yeah, so look looking at ways that we can bring this issue out of the darkness into the light where the authorities can deal with it. It brings it into some perspective and into context because, John, usually when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you about uh, Millennium Development Goals and uh, we're talking about uh, issues like foreign aid cuts and things like that. If we were talking about the money that is associated with things like foreign aid cuts, it's just a drop in the ocean compared to this uh, tax dodging and the corruption that you're talking about. It's a structural issue that really does have a significant impact. We're talking, as I said, $160 billion a year at least uh, that gets siphoned away from poor countries, but that's much more money than these nations receive annually in Aid uh, in 2012, the cumulative uh, aid bill around the world was 128 billion dollars. So this is significantly more than that. And so while aid accelerates progress towards uh, development and the reduction of poverty, this is acting as a break. And so we're trying to deal with both of those issues, and and, and I guess do all that we can as a nation uh, to accelerate the progress towards these goals. And in order to get noticed at the G20, you've got this particular program going and the palm trees, the mocktails, the beach chairs, the briefcases, people dressing up in suits. Did you have to get some special permission to be able to set these things up? I guess you're talking about the the mall there in the centre of the CBD in Brisbane. Uh, is it one of those uh, demonstrations, uh, protests that's uh, that's on the on the books of the authorities? Yeah, we've we've been speaking to the authorities and they've given us their permission. They're very happy that we'll be doing this in a way that's constructive and that, and that seeks to raise these messages in a really positive way. You know, we've been engaged with particularly the Treasurer and the Treasurer's Office, Mr Hockey, throughout the year on these issues and um, there's a chance that he'll be there if he can clear his schedule. Um, but certainly other politicians will be there and we're seeking, you know, as, as Christians to be a constructive voice um, to, I guess, distance ourselves from some of the more um, the more uh, vocal and maybe violent demonstrations that people are worried about, and so we'll certainly be doing this in a peaceful way because it's yeah, it's not an issue that I guess we're we're not just angry about it. We really want to see a solution, and so we want to be as, as constructive, as I said, as we possibly can be.
John Beckett is our guest. John, stay with us. We'll come back and we'll talk some more in just a short while. I've got some more questions for you and we'll also talk through some other initiatives that people all over Australia can be a part of. John Beckett, National Coordinator of MICA Challenge, back in just a short while. Back talking about the response that churches are having to things that are going on in the world. The G20 is coming to Australia and there are Christian groups that are in Brisbane and of course Christians from around Australia who are converging on the Queensland capital to be a part of some demonstrations that bring to light some of the issues of tax evasion and corruption as the G20 leaders begin their meeting in Brisbane. In fact, it's going to be in the week before. Micah Challenge leading the charge on some significant initiatives. Uh, John Beckett, the National Coordinator of Micah Challenge, is with us. John, we were talking about the uh, biggest mock tax haven in the Brisbane CBD, and you'll be hoping people will turn up in suits and board shorts and uh, be part of that demonstration there, which will draw attention to the $160 billion each year that's being lost because of this tax dodging and because of this corruption. There's some other things you've got going. Tell us about the open letter you're hoping to hand to G20 leaders. Yeah, these events uh, on the 7th to the 9th of November in Brisbane, as you mentioned, just a week out from when the G20 leaders fly into town, they're a culmination for us of two years of concerted campaigning, not just here in Australia, but also around the world with our Micah Challenge counterparts in different parts of the world, but also other groups uh, that have joined us in this call. Because, you know, two and a half years ago, we went to our constituency and to our partners right around the world, and particularly in the developing world, Neil, and asked, what is the big issue that you need us to deal with as it pertains to poverty? And um, almost to a T, they said that this issue of corruption and tax dodging was, was the big thing that they wanted to try and address. So we've been doing that for two years, and it all culminates in Brisbane. This G20 is the, gr- the group that can make the decisions that really uh, change the face of this problem for developing nations. And so we're gathering together people to be a physical pre- presence that represents you know, the, the Christian constituency, which is you know, well over a billion people around the world, and 90-plus senior church leaders have signed this open letter, which is asking for the G20 to address issues of corruption. We've got the head of the World Evangelical Alliance, the World Council of Churches, the World Pentecostal Fellowship, the Archbishop of Canterbury, etc., etc., really senior leaders in the in the church who've said, yeah, this is an issue that we want you to address, and our constituency is saying that this is really, really important for you to pay attention to when you meet uh, next week. Okay, an open letter to G20 mm-hmm. leaders, uh, 90 global church leaders representing a billion people. Let's talk about what ordinary Aussies who are not in Brisbane won't be there in the G20 and even a lot of people are trying to get out of Brisbane for the G20. But let's talk about other things people can do. You've got another campaign called Breakfast in the Dark. What does that mean? Well, that's essentially a, it's been a, a, an initiative we've encouraged you know, people like radio stations to run through the year. We've had it as an option for churches to do. Uh, it's a, it's an, a creative way to try and engage in the issue that there is this veil of darkness, this veil of secrecy that keeps these problems hidden from the authorities around the world who can do something about it. So you know, we're encouraging people to 
to get together and um, and to and to do something in the dark, whether it's breakfast or have a meal by candlelight, just to engage themselves physically in this issue. Uh, you know, we've got great opportunities really for people to engage with this campaign and people have been doing it right across the last couple of years as I mentioned but we're still encouraging people to particularly take a a selfie on their phone but a selfie with a difference where they get into darkness and shine a light or a torch on their face and that's a way of them expressing their uh, joining in this movement together and then there's a facility on our website at shinealight.com.au for people to uh, post that selfie and to send it to their federal member of parliament and also to the treasurer Joe Hockey saying that you know this is an issue we think is important as well and we're joining our voice with with the thousands around the world who have already raised their voice on this issue. Well listeners to our conversation will be able to hear this is a very well coordinated campaign and cutting through to get this message into the hearts and minds of world leaders is going to be something of a challenge. While all of these demonstrations and peaceful protests are going on, there's a whole bunch of other things you've also got planned in the week in the lead-up to the G20. Uh, run us through a, a very quickly a, a, a list of those events you've got coming up then, uh, John. Yeah, sure. quick rundown is... Uh on the Friday night, the 7th of November, at the Princess Theatre in uh, Wollongabba, um, in, in Brisbane, we're gathering people together for a worship and justice night. You know, we really want to engage with God on this issue and, and engage in prayer and in worship. Uh, we acknowledge that, uh, as Christians, that, that we, uh, we can't change the minds and hearts of our leaders ourselves. We're really relying on God to do that, so that starts our weekend off. We've got the public event, the mock, mock tax haven on the Saturday, and that's you know, going hand in hand with a more reflective service of prayer and repentance, which acknowledges that we're part of the problem, even while we're calling on the leaders to to be part of the solution. You know, we're not completely uh, removed from the the issue ourselves. We'll be in churches across Brisbane on the Sunday, the ninth of November, and then really exciting on the Tuesday, just before the G20 kicks off, we've got a a business roundtable where we've got uh, Christian business leaders from around the country coming together to engage in the question of how can a business be used most effectively for the purposes of poverty reduction. And so that's a, that's a, a really exciting conversation to be part of and, and we're excited that many are coming and engaging just as the world's leaders come into town. Well, there's opportunity for people at all levels to be involved in the things that you've got planned in the lead-up to the G20. And when we talk about that $160 billion each year being lost because of corporate tax dodging, uh, there's a real motive there for Christians to stand up and be counted on behalf of those poorer nations around the world. Uh, John, I'll point people to the shinethelight.com.au website. Uh, that's all about the campaign that's coming up. And, of course, people can still Google and uh, visit the uh, website for Micah Challenge Australia, micachallenge.org.au. A significant time ahead in the lead-up to the G20. John Beckett, National Coordinator of Micah Challenge Australia, thanks so much for uh, talking to us about these issues today. Thanks, Neil. Been good to chat. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.